0: No, I'm 15 No, I'm 15 No, I'm
1: 15 15. Yeah The 80s Sci-Fi Series Volume 4 Check it out guys It's uh, the Pod Squad coming at you Closing out this series and uh, here we go. Yeah. Like hundred wow. something. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I heard it's like a hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, I, I heard it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, I mean, they want to get people in there. That's the point. But I was like, you know, it'd be really cool on these days if things kind of simmer down, just to kind of do that. If if that's the case, you know, who knows yeah. what shit's gonna open. But mm-hmm. it would be cool to do that. Yeah, yeah for record sure. from
3: the theater too.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, hey, we're gonna need the space for an extra two hours.
2: Thanks, appreciate
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah. all right. Well, we're all on. Uh, I'm going to say welcome in to our listeners to the No On all 15 Allcast. Cast. Um, joined by the pod squad tonight. I got uh, Oscar the OG. Hello. And I got uh, Raul DeZeltron. Hey, what's going on? And I got the amazing Scott.
3: It's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
3: where that fucking name came from. I'm,
1: I'm making that your name, dude. I don't oh, care. Right. Unless you give me another one. Uh, yeah, I'll call you that. For now, I'll edit that out too. If you want me to, it's better than asshole. I'm good. Yeah, asshole Scott. <laughs> or, uh,
4: that's what he normally gets called. Mm-hmm.
1: Scott has a channel on the uh, Slack that's called uh, Scott. Scott put in a corner or something like that. I can give mm-hmm. that if you that nickname. No, but, uh, <laughs> um,
4: Corner. Your, your nickname should be great. Great, great Scott. Scott. Yeah, that would be. Good.
0: That makes. Yeah, that's
3: a fitting one too. Yeah. All right. So great, like a giant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Reach. Reach. Um,
1: we're here uh to close out the sci-fi series for the 80s that's right um, we have five films on the docket tonight um before i get to those films i'm gonna do a quick rundown on the films we covered so far uh on the series yeah. so starting with the first episode which uh what did we do in the first episode everybody oh nobody was there
3: about... but me and scott <laughs> <laughs> that's we're right about terminator or no, Mad no, no. Max. The
4: first,
1: yeah the first Escape episode we York. did uh, no. we did Escape from New York uh, we did Mad Max uh, the road we warrior. did the yeah the road warrior um, Empire Strikes we, Back we yep. did the Empire Strikes Back uh, yeah. we did uh, E.T. which Scott wanted to cook on the grill uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking and uh, we talked briefly Flash Gordon. So that was the first episode in the 80 sci-fi series. In uh, the second episode, we covered uh, Tron, obviously. Cannot mm-hmm. forget that because Ephraim did an amazing 30-second challenge That's for funny. Tron. If you guys haven't heard that episode, check it out. Uh, we also did uh, The Terminator, right? Yep. And what was the other one we did? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. How skipped so- that? and then we mentioned briefly uh repo man right
0: yeah
2: repo
1: man and the last starfighter so those are episode one and episode two and episode three uh just recently uh we covered aliens yeah right
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh we also covered uh back to the future that's right and we also covered uh buckaroo bonsai and uh we touched on enemy mine and the last star uh not the last star fighter there you go see scott's right (laughs) confuse the last star fighter with flight of the navigator yeah uh, that's what we talked about in the last episode which is not a ufo sorry
4: thank you thank you appreciate
1: that uh (laughs) tonight uh we are talking awesome films starting off with predator 1987. And then that'll follow be followed up by the Running Man, uh, which was also in 1987, uh, and then They Live, uh, which was 1988. So, uh, to get us started, before I do that, uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Doing well. Good. Doing well. Yeah. And ready to go. Ready to go. Rearing to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just <ready. laughs> Is that too much. Just, just ready. Ready. <laughs>
1: Um and just really quick, I'm going to say those were our picks or my picks probably. I don't want to speak for everyone, but there is so much sci-fi in the 80s that it was very hard to narrow it down just to 20 films and that's basically what we tried to do. Um mm-hmm. and I think we did a pretty good job with a lot of these films that were kind of like classics uh for that era. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I entrusted
2: uh, this in your hands. I was like, you know what? Because I remember we started getting this list together. You were just like, oh, there's just so many. I'm like, well, how many? You're like, oh,
0: there's just <laughs> so many.
2: Dude, And then uh, you come back, you're like, I think we need to do five per week. I'm like, holy cow. Well, all right, let's go for it. Let's see what let's see what happens. So here we are closing out the month long series. I like it.
1: Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, closing it out, I'm going to start the synopsis for Predator 1987 and again uh, I'm gonna say this was done by the awesome V so here you nice. go
4: Predator a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior
1: yeah, pretty succinct again to yes, the point Very. Yeah. Uh, we're on Predator and who wants to do the 30 second challenge
2: Ooh, dun, 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 dun. Uh,
4: you got to do a spin the bottle on that type of thing.
2: I'll go. I'll go. Oh, all right. Oh. Okay. I think uh, I just need to see the timer. That way you don't like, Stop. I don't want to get gypped a second. Every second counts <laughs> with these things. Yes. Every uh. second counts. Isn't that right, E-Friend? Oh, he's not here. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That thing is going to live it in
1: for me, man. I hate to say it, but you know. Oh, man. So. All right. So we're going to get it started. 30 seconds. Oscar, you're on the clock for the predator. All right. And three, two, one, go.
2: Dutch and Dylan, both commandos, try to literally outmuscle one another right before a mission briefing. Dylan needs Dutch's help for a rescue mission. Dutch wants to work alone. Dylan says, no way, Jose. So the high testosterone crew (laughs) all arrive in a Central American jungle. Their threats are mosquitoes, guerrilla soldiers and an unseen enemy. The enemy picks off each commando one by one, leaving Dutch and a hostage as the lone survivors. Dutch goes it alone and turns on warrior mode. But first, applies a mud mask. Now the hunted becomes the hunter.
0: <laughs> oh oh, oh, wow!
2: With, 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 with a second with a second despair, I had to write it all down, guys. I had to, no way off the cuff. There's just no way I could do it off the cuff. I had to. I had to bullet point all that. <laughs> Did you for oh, real? No. I sure did, man. <laughs> you fucking cheater!
4: <laughs> that's cheating. And did, right, did you? To, did, did you time yourself too?
2: I had to. Oh, oh my man. god. that, was, that, yeah, was, that awesome. was a little too smooth. Nice. All right. Uh, oh. well.
1: Right. Next time I'm gonna give him a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I got him all. I got all three right oh, now.
0: Gotta- wow! <laughs> 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 oh, Talk about so the cool.
1: hack right here. Oh man. Well, dudes, let's just jump right into it, man. Um let me start with Raul. Like, what do you, what do you remember about uh Predator?
4: Okay, number 1. I saw this at the movies. Yeah. I saw this at the movie theater. Nice. And w- one of the impactful things for me was when, you know, the 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 special forces team gets to the jungle and they ask uh I think it's like a native or someone who lives near there. And he says in Spanish, you know, "El diablo vino, se lo llevó." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit. the devil himself came and took that guy. Holy mm-hmm. shit! And then, when the translator tells them, you know, the special forces team that mm-hmm. what the old guy said, it's like, what is he talking about? What do you mean the devil came? What do we do? And you know, people start to get nervous, and mm-hmm. and then the 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 music, the build up, uh. I can't remember uh, the the character's name, but, but he, he he's dry shaving his face. Uh, that's, he's got oh, that yeah. razor blade. Bill, Bill, and, with, yeah, Mac. Mac, Mac yeah, guy. Mac. He's just shaving, and it's like, damn, these guys are badass. He's shaving with no shaving cream. Holy crap!
1: Yeah, it's a memorable scene so, for sure. Yeah,
4: so uh, when when you find out that it. An extraterrestrial, like a rogue extraterrestrial, because you you know nothing of the background. You're you're meeting mm-hmm. the predator along with you know the 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 crew in the movie, so you know what they know, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you start figuring it out right alongside with them. So it's very suspenseful. It's it, it's very uh, uh, sci-fi, but it's it's action sci-fi you know so and and arnold gets in there and you know he gives him a run for his money he gives the predator a run for his money yeah that's true really really enjoyed that film
1: it's definitely pretty memorable um just especially for the 80s man it's like one of those films for me at the time because i was a kid i was probably like eight or nine years old i remember seeing predator and it was one of those films where i snuggled up to my dad cuz i was like scared. <laughs> yeah it's like, scary yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying scary. like yeah. it, it just freaked me out um scott what would you think of predator man
3: if it bleeds we can kill it
1: <laughs> uh, it's so right. simple
3: it's such a simple like setting mm-hmm. and like you said it's so memorable the creature itself there's nothing like that yeah still i mean you can't replicate the the concept it would just be too cheap yeah. And the fact that they just surprise you with it, like you don't get any background on the alien as to why it's there, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of its abilities it, are like magical.
4: Yeah, and, and it wasn't done like cheesy. No. everything was smooth, like like just like Scott was saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's gory. Yeah, it the is. the troopers are real people. They take enough time introducing the team so that you, yeah. you feel when they die, you're like, shit, that guy was cool. Like the Indian. Yeah yeah you know that's right. and it, it's like a, there's a supernatural element to the predator that just makes it like believable at the same time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i really enjoyed yeah. it always liked like basically anything schwarzenegger does i'll watch it yeah and it's probably because of this one more than more than terminator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like it reminds me of rambo too yeah. dutch could be the dudes from contra because yeah. movie. totally totally that's what it makes me think of basically as contra like what if there was more aliens
0: yeah
1: i i i think um for some reason this film in pop culture i think a lot of stuff either pre or post like leading up to it like it's taking from image imagery in this film so uh like dutch's character you got um billy the uh, native american guy's character If you look at those two characters those literally could be like pulled off and those are the two guys in contra Mm -hmm. it literally looked like those two guys or you could think you know it's stallone as rambo but like it's very iconic like even the look of bill duke his character in the film predator he looks like an anime character like Mm -hmm. You could tell anime characters are probably based off of Bill Duke's face. Mm, yeah. It's just the drawing and the animation style is like they're pulled from these actors and their characters. And it's probably because this film was so cool. It 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 was something unexpected, I think. Because even like in the film, um they go into a situation thinking it's one thing, and then they come right. out realizing it's something else. Uh, and yep. even you watching this film, you think, right, oh, this is a basic, you know, military movie. These guys are going to go in. If you didn't know anything about it, like go in blind, you didn't watch the trailer, you would think this is a military movie. They're going into uh, somewhere in Central America, like Oscar said succinctly in his 30 second challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing uh, that at that time in the 80s there was a lot of war on drugs you know people going in trying to get information just there was, say no those gorillas yeah those gorillas <laughs> in central america that were all part of that stuff um
3: and they thought people did those string and skinned bodies up from the tree they weren't exactly even yeah really bothered by it
1: yeah so that you know mm-hmm. later into the film you realize that again yeah it's a completely different situation um but like Scott said, like the buildup of you learn who these characters are, uh, you kind of see their relationships with each other. And, you know, the the initial relationship reaction between Schwarzenegger and uh, Carl Weathers when mm-hmm. they see each other yeah. uh, at the place and that mm-hmm. famous meme mm-hmm. now that everybody sees when they're like, you know, they shake up and they lock hands and it's yeah. like stuck. <laughs> That's for Predator. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, dude, it's it's so iconic to me as far as 80 sci-fi goes. It's like it it's right up at the top two Predator, uh, along mm-hmm. with the, some of the other films.
2: Yeah, I I agree with uh, Scott. Like this is a very simple like premise. You know, there's not a lot of like complexity to this. It's like group of and also too like it's a group of di- it's a diverse cast, which is really cool to see. I think that's probably yep. influenced a lot of like other future like groups like this. You could even say like Fast and Furious could even be. Uh, compared to like this group um but it's it's like it's a very de- definitely simple like premise and stuff like that's like go in fight get, you know rescue but then all of a sudden the enemy shows up and, hey, what is that thing and uh you know also like yeah the deaths are just gruesome that's one thing for sure that you'll see in this movie it's pretty gruesome and um i can't remember his name but the guy the let's see the guy who is indian he reminded me of um the really? Mortal Kombat character Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he, I was,
2: that was the first <laughs> thing I thought. I was like, I wonder if Nightwolf was inspired by like Predator. Cause like, that he was. Probably was. Yeah. So Dude. it was just like pretty cool to see that like in, um, before Mortal Kombat, you know. But, uh, I really enjoyed the, obviously the, the, the final battle between Arnold and the Predator, obviously as he prepares himself to, uh, like when he like covers himself in mud and like he mm-hmm. sets all the booby traps and so forth. And, you know, um, and so Spoilers. that that was like really cool to see and, and 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 it's true i also agree with scott like you just can't the predator is so iconic the villain himself is just so iconic people i've seen people in like um cosplay shows or whatever like comic cons mm-hmm. i've seen yeah. people dress up i'm just like that's pretty damn impressive um it's a pretty awesome suit it's a pretty awesome warrior and um so it's just pretty cool to to see that just uh in front of the screen and and kind of go through that um so yeah i can see why it's a very popular movie um but uh i mean yeah like it's it, i enjoyed it and um you know like i said it was cool to see a diverse cast go go through there as early as it was in the 80s so
1: that was cool do you guys think um it was successful because of the cast being so diverse and not just diverse but also looking like they could all be dudes that could hang with arnold if you get what i'm like their look like yeah. they're all big muscly guys yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
2: basically i mean yeah these do look like they're like friends like you know like they could all be if you found them at a yeah. bar together you'd be like oh yeah i could totally see that you know yeah and or duke's gym, so
3: familiar gym. yeah you know he's just believable as a soldier and that other little those scout guy with the glasses
1: with the dirty ass Hawkins.
0: jokes dude Hawkins. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah. Shane Black,
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> Shane Black. Yeah, he's a writer. He's the one that actually wrote uh, the screenplay and the script. Uh, really? Shane Black. Yeah, he's he's pretty. He did uh, the. He actually directed Iron Man three. He did uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He actually wrote the script for Lethal Weapon. Mm. The reason he was in the film Predator was because if it's kind of funny because if they needed rewrites on the fly. They Had him right there, <laughs> so he was right there in, on the set. Wow, well, that's
3: really his dirty jokes, then, even. Yeah, the, that's, that's really
1: his stuff. And if you see, like, in the credits, you remember in the credits of the movie where like they kind of show everybody and they oh, said okay. it says their name? Yeah, Shane Black comes up and it shows him reading a comic. It's a Sergeant Rock comic, DC. Yeah. That's who the look oh. of all the characters is based on. Oh. In the movie. that's neat.
4: Yeah, so. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. Some Kind of cool stuff there. Um, I got a couple more facts, but you guys got a guess on body count for this predator? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. There man. was a lot of gorillas, that's true, yeah, yeah, and not the <laughs> animal kind, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say, um, 22. Oh.
1: Okay.
2: I'm gonna go 25, all
0: right,
1: I'll go with 20. Wow. You guys are lowballing like this. Do you guys remember <laughs> the scene at all when they go and take out that whole camp? Yeah, uh man. so it's sixty-four, but holy cow. <laughs> okay. so all, Dutch not all du-
4: of our guesses together.
1: There we <laughs> go. Pretty much. We're Dutch right. alone. <laughs> Dutch kills twenty-five alone, so I'll just
4: say that. <laughs> you know, Arnold, That's what I Arnold always brings it
1: <laughs>
3: There yeah, you go. Should have figured that.
0: Yeah. There's
4: man. that one scene with that like automatic, I don't know what it is, but he, he basically chops down half of the jungle around him.
1: Old oh, Painless. That was the name of the gun. Old Painless. Old Painless. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, um, there you go. Interesting fact about that is uh, that that was shooting blanks the whole time, but they still asked everybody to stand 50 feet back because it was still so dangerous when it was going off. Yeah, man. So that's wild. From uh, the
3: fire coming out of the front of it?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so, so. I guess so explosive when it was, it was going off. Yeah. Safety first, um, <clears throat> yeah. Safety first man, um, they had so that I
4: got... consultant on the
1: crow. RIP <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Lee. Uh, so predator, uh, one of the interesting facts is in order to be a believable team, the actors all learned how to be real military unit. So they all trained in the jungle. Uh, they all woke up like at 6 a.m. every day. And uh, that included like military hand signals that you see in the film. So they did all that stuff together uh, for a couple of weeks before nice. they actually and got on.
3: That means they had set. to take shits in the jungle for real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah and this was all filmed in Mexico, too. So, yeah, I didn't know that. It was filmed in uh, like Palenque, Mexico or something like that. Mm. Okay. So. Where are they so supposed to be? Uh, they're supposed to be in Central America. They never say where. Yeah, but... they never say where. Yeah. And then um the Predator's green blood was made from glow sticks. Oh, so it was a okay. combination of glow sticks and uh, KY jelly. Uh, originally. <laughs> glow <laughs> yeah. sticks and
0: KY jelly.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's a, what a combination.
1: Uh, they wanted it to be orange originally, but uh-huh. I guess it looked like crap on camera. So, you know, they went to a mm-hmm. store and bought a bunch of glow sticks and right mm-hmm. over the counter. And uh, that looked a lot more you know, green, vibrant a party you know? these days. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, originally it was the the Predator character itself uh, was like a dumb insect suit and it looked really bad. Uh, huh. The actor that was in the suit was actually Jean-Claude Van Damme. This was before he was like famous and stuff. Um, but they, it wasn't believable that a character like that was going to be able to take out like a six foot two guy. Right. So they, they took a break from the production and, you know, it was a good thing that they did because at that time, um, you know, they were trying to rework designs for the creature and they ended up getting a seven foot two, uh, basketball or ballet dancer, uh, Peter Hall, I think is his name to play the Predator. But the actual design, you know, Arnold reached out to James Cameron and, you know, because they were good buddies. And uh, Cameron was on a flight, I guess, with Winston, uh, Stan Winston, who was, you know, doing designs, drawing up designs and ideas for the Predator. And uh, Cameron just mentioned to him that it'd be cool to see a monster with mandibles on his face. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's what Cam- uh, Stan Winston drew in there. And he added oral appendages and that ended up being like the final drawing of the Predator.
4: Holy cow! So they went from cheesy insect to yeah. what we see on the screen, of the predator. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's that's a giant leap.
3: Yeah, and a tiny insect.
1: Yeah, and a uh, tiny John insect. Like that. <clears throat> yeah, John Cloud's like five foot nine compared to uh, seven foot two uh, guy that ends up being the predator. Yeah. Um, and I guess they said his suit was like two hundred pounds. So that guy, like he, he said, it was brutal filming that. Wow, that's a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, that's some uh, fun facts about the Predator. And uh, right. I guess that leads a natural uh, progression. So Arnie kind of escapes the jungle and heads into the future in our next film.
4: So Why wouldn't he, uh, right?
1: <laughs> dude, Arnold was banging him out in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I will play our synopsis for the awesome movie uh, The Running Man by V.
0: The
4: Running Man. In a dystopian America, a falsely convicted policeman gets a shot at freedom when he must forcibly participate in a TV game show where convicts, known as the Runners, must battle killers for their freedom. ooh
1: Alright, who wants to do The Running Man? 30 second challenge. Raul?
4: Oh, no, no! Yeah! Uh, uh, yeah! You
3: don't want to do it,
1: I'll
2: do it.
4: Thank you, Scott! Thank you! <laughs>
2: He's like, thank you right away. He's like, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Alright.
1: All right, then. So, Scott, you gonna do it?
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, all right.
1: All right. Uh, Let me get this stop clock ready. Here we go. And 30 second challenge going to Scott. And three, two, one, go.
3: Jesse Ventura hosts the televised executions of convicts. Arnold Schwarzenegger is sent down a tube (laughs) and he's thrown into a shitty ass. (laughs) world of American gladiators with guns and blades and he has to help his friend (laughs) escape (laughs) and I think there's Maria Conchita Alonso is in there and they kill all the wrestlers and Jesse Ventura's a robot and they find a bunch of dead bodies no one's ever escaped the running man
1: nice (laughs)
0: oh
2: my god that was
4: amazing that was was good
2: that was was pretty trashy
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dudes! I want to hear what everybody thinks of the Running Man. I love this film, but I'll go ahead and I open up the floor to y'all. Uh, I, I don't wait.
4: love. I don't love the film, but I yeah. I, I enjoyed it at the time. And Heaven... um, what, what was the, the the host name? He he actually did uh, Family Feud for a long time.
0: Yeah, Richard, Richard Dawson.
4: Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. So I I really. After that movie, I couldn't see Richard Dawson in the same light.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I
4: yeah. after watching that movie, I'm like, Richard Dawson's a jerk. He's a, he's a he's a dick. Yes, has he played? Yeah. He played his part so well. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it was just natural for him. And I'm like, this guy must be like this in real life.
3: I'm the cause of more family feuds than Richard Dawson. You
1: guys remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that now. <laughs> Uh yeah. it's oh, funny, Tiger Style. But,
4: but yeah, it, it it was fun because they get into all these uh, like uh, inescapable situations, and it's a cross between you know, uh, uh, Gladiator, American Ninja. Uh, what are the uh, these other like um, uh, real life TV shows? The Titan Games with the rock. Titan games and oh, the, there's yeah. cameras everywhere. And it's just for the enjoyment of people, you know. So it's it's a reflection of a pretty sick society. Yeah. But I mean, we we may we might just be there pretty soon ourselves. So yeah. don't yeah. knock it.
1: No, it's well, true, this yeah? this is set in uh, between 2017 and 2019 in The Running Man. That's wow. the time frame.
4: That's right. So we we're past it.
1: Yeah, we're a little past it, but I mean it's still contemporary, I guess you could say. You know, it's not that long ago. No, um, is yeah.
4: it a reference? Was it a preview <laughs> for the 2016 to 2020 years? I mean, actual US?
1: Think about it. It's a This was a Okay, so this is 1987. Yeah. Um but this is based on a like a short, you know, novella by Richard Bachman, um aka Stephen King. So, he wrote this. Hmm. And it's like you said, Raul, it's like a sick society, man. It's just, you know, how bad could things get? Like, you know, when I see it, I saw it recently. I just was thinking like, you know, me and Scott, the very first episode of this series, we talked about Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. I feel like if that's what's happening in Escape from New York, this is what's happening in L.A. at that time. You know, it's just ah, like so sick. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I can see that. in this dystopian future, that people are like entertained by other people being killed. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a sick uh, society at that time in the film. And you know, obviously, I, Arnold being who he is, um, especially at that time, to go up against these other big brooding, you know, villains, which are the stalkers in uh, the Running Man, the TV show, mm-hmm. in the movie. It's kind of cool to see that and I guess you could say an antithesis in mm. a way like of someone mm, yeah. you know all equally uh in build size going against these other people and you know kind of taking them out one by one to the point where in you know the real world in that film uh people start betting on him right instead yeah. of the the stalkers yeah. um it's a crazy it's a crazy story dude it inspired a ton of shit afterwards Oh um, really? Oh that's interesting. So, yeah. Uh but I'll go ahead. I'll you know what do you what did you think, Oscar?
2: Uh I've seen this before. You know what? I remember seeing bits and pieces. I can't remember if I've seen it all the way through, but I know this wasn't the first time I've I you know been exposed to it. So but mm-hmm. uh re, just recently I did see it. I did go through it all the way and I actually found this film to be like pretty pretty entertaining. Uh in mm-hmm. Arnold's yeah. timeline, this is just two years after Commando, so we're not mm-hmm. too far away from Arnold. Um, holding a, an assault rifle with just one hand and just just getting rid of people like that. And also his his great one-liners. I think I realized I, I missed them oh, man. because I really enjoyed them in this movie. I thought his one-liners were just spot on. They were really funny. Uh, with just about every character he came across. And... um. Yeah, and like in the in in the plot, like the current culture is just being fed a lot of sensationalism through TV. So that's kind of like where the comment of like the society is just really like teetered uh, toward that end of just they they just want to see like gruesome stuff, you know, or they're they're entertained by that. And then to hammer in like how sensationalized like TV has become like our boy here, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben Richards, uh, wasn't just framed once, but twice, <laughs> twice. you know, uh, they <laughs> yeah. lied about at wounding, the airport. Like, yeah, they lied about wounding like two police him, like wounding two police officers when he was escaping from the airport. And that was uh, when he was with uh, her name is Amber. Yeah. Was played by Maria Conchita Amber. Alonso. And yeah. Um, so yeah so like this film is also a criticism of the effects of like tv and the fact that mm-hmm. people are really revere the people on tv like they really mm-hmm. just like they idolize them and uh yeah, unfortunately yeah. it's at the expense of like not telling the truth um oh, one of the things that i did find really funny was when um maria conchita alonso comes into the apartment and she turns on the tv with all voice activated everything coffee lights mm-hmm. etc and then you see a commercial for like um like a kind of like a jazzercise and uh oh yeah plays this guy named captain freedom and he's like uh are you ready for pain are you ready for suffering if you answer yes then you're ready for captain freedom's workout i just started laughing so (laughs) much was such a funny like commercial bit and so you kind of understand like what's happening like what just what people are being what they're being exposed to um but yeah, like I said, overall enjoyable movie, uh, entertaining. Like through a lot of the, the the action, and there is some graphic scenery at times, so just be prepared for that. Uh, it throws in some comedy with uh, Arnold's one-liners to keep you laughing. So yeah, man, pop some corn just to enjoy it, and uh, yeah. maybe maybe it might make you think twice about what you're watching uh, currently on TV. But
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> it's enjoyable. Um, I will ask this: Do you guys? Um, because this was after Star Wars. Obviously, Han Solo, um, Harrison Ford being like, just like, you know, that dynamic between him and Leia. Do you feel mm-hmm. that they were trying to make Arnold into like a similar type of like heartthrob or kind of like, because the way that he interacts with Amber in this movie is v- mm-hmm. it's similar to that, you know, like he's just very like, I guess, I'd say aggressive, but also very forward to some degree. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. If I don't guys think
3: did. people expect Arnold to swing his dick around a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like that scene where he lifts the workout machine out of the floor, and he says, "Please," like slow motion, and they, you know, adjust the audio to match like the floor getting ripped apart. Yeah, they they emphasize like I think in the eighty they they definitely try to emphasize his build a lot. Yeah, um, in his in his roles, but yeah,
4: that's well, interesting. I, uh, I, think, I think it's just a a pattern that we've grown to expect. You know, Hollywood type of films, yeah. You know, the, the good guy always winds up with the beautiful girl.
0: Oh, okay. I so see. What saying, we, yeah.
4: We, yeah. So we're just expected that whatever we watch that it's going to go down that path. Yeah. And and sometimes when it doesn't go down that path, we're actually disappointed.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. And you start calling see. that guy a homo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? The slack a job back. <laughs> uh,
2: so you're was saying we've been pre-programmed
0: <laughs> uh
1: yeah. yes, we're being,
0: yes we're being
1: programmed yeah yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> definitely
1: so uh you know one thing i forgot to mention briefly and i'll just go back real quick like sound like the music was really important in these movies in the 80s so like the music in the running man is very uh it's very dramatic. I'll say that. Yeah, it was. I agree. You know, it's but it's also a lot of that synthesizer sound that you hear. Yeah. That was kind of uh, you know, synonymous. They're doing with, nowadays.
3: They're doing a lot yeah, of this nowadays.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's coming back back around big time. Um, there's a lot of synthesizer use now again. Um but it's also it was important in setting the mood and like in Predator. I forgot to mention that Alan Silvestri did the sound for Predator. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys listen to like the music or the score in that. You know, he he's also the same person that did the score for Back to the Future. So, oh, wow. Like, okay. Wow. Like, if you really listen to it, it's like the same kind of sound. And it's something, um, you know, they, it, I feel like in those films, in sci-fi films in the 80s, they try to uh, kind of mirror and mimic each other. So to an extent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it um, draws
3: them all together more.
1: Yeah, exactly. Kind of make sure it fits the genre kind of thing. Yeah, I can see Um
3: that. the this is written by Stephen King. Yeah, by My uh
1: his, yes. Under the pseudonym of uh, Richard Bachman. So, I think when the studio bought it, they had no idea that uh, you know, Stephen King wrote under that pseudonym. So, they didn't know that that's what they were buying at the time. Losers.
0: You got <laughs> punked.
1: No. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it's crazy. I I I don't th- I don't think I found that out till maybe like 5 or 10 years ago or something no. i was like I was like what the hell?
0: That's cool though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. start looking into it. Um but yeah, that that whole thing, man, with like TV and the edit of what actually happened. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a whole scary thing to think about um that they uh definitely portray in the film mm-hmm. uh, cuz like Ben Richards' character um at the very jump of the beginning of the film uh gets framed <laughs> for killing a, a crowd yeah. of people that were just riding to get food yeah because uh, in this society i guess it's again a dystopian future and everyone's fighting for food because obviously yeah. there's not enough so um but dude I, I love the action too in this film so yeah yeah i had great
3: facials I- guys isn't that how they fucked them Wait, with deep when? fakes
1: Yes, oh, yeah. that's what. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, like later on in the scene, they have
2: to because like the the surprising thing about this movie is that you know like the audience is expecting their their gladiators to win and like the convicts lose. Right. That's kind of been like the premise of the show. Um, but you know, Ben Richards, he's actually like he's just like xing these guys out. Like he's just like taking them down one by one, and so the people are like surprised. And they're like, what's going on? What's happened to our show? What's happening to, like, the people that we love so much? And, um, yeah, the action is great in this movie. I think one of the coolest things is, like, when they do send them down into, like, the, the arena, like, that whole, the way they edited that and they sped that up, it actually looked very believable. Like, it, like, I'm sure, that, I know they sped it up, but it just looked very, it was a cool style effect that they had on them when they, like, sent them down into the arena. I thought that was, like, really cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You could make a ride out of that shit.
0: You could, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the way it's I thought it was too.
2: Yeah. You guys
3: see my donald trump meme of that
2: no i don't think i saw that one it's somewhere <laughs> on the slack
3: just put donald's face oh on that's Arnold so funny richard dawson's in his face oh that's hilarious
2: it was good he just gives some really funny one-liners when he gets rid of people <laughs> so funny
1: yeah he says um when he kills a professor sub-zero which is pre-sub-zero for mortal kombat yeah uh he's he says hey killian here's your sub-zero now he's plain zero <laughs> <laughs> that
4: sucks oh, that's terrible i, that's,
0: I, I mean i, I think that
2: i thought it was so funny i just <laughs> I, I think the too. reason why is because i feel like I've, I've i've walked alongside arnold and his one-liners you know what i mean like through the 80s yeah. series and now here i'm like oh arnold i feel like we've come full circle now it's like it's a nice
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: It's the kind of yeah. shit you'd say if you're pumped on adrenaline and you just murdered somebody. You're not always going to be cool.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one I'll say one other one. Uh, when he, when he, uh, who was it? Uh, I think Yafet Koto's character. Is it Yafet Koto's character or Weiss's character uh, in the film? They, they ask him, "What happened to Buzzsaw?" And uh, Arnold says, "He had a split," because <laughs> yeah. he literally like sawed him in half. Yeah, saw yeah that. he sawed. <laughs> yeah, he sawed his ass. Oh half. man.
0: Oh
4: yeah. my
2: yeah i was like like just kind of uh revisiting the movie just kind of like s- just skipping around and i came across that scene and i saw that line and i just i lost it i was like oh my god this is so funny they had so much fun he had so much fun delivering those lines i'm sure you know oh my god i think one of the best he-
3: aspects was how it was fake like the winston price and adad they always mentioned the guys that escaped and went to paradise yeah, yeah find their dead bodies like they didn't yep. even bother m- removing the bodies from the oh that's true man. track or whatever the hell you would call it
0: yeah yeah
1: did you oh, did you notice scott that they had uh dog tags yeah why did they have dog tags Does no anyone know? like hmm. that's one thing they i were was in wondering the military. I recently were they
4: i don't know i'm just, uh, well, I'm I mean, those just- yeah but
3: <laughs> i think they tear those off your chest when you're arrested or whatever the fuck no, so yeah. they
4: have to put you in a body bag. You know, they. That's why you have a, a pair of dog tags.
0: Mm. So
4: one goes with you, and mm. one is taken off. Uh, and I don't know. Somebody like has to make. Yeah, somebody has to make like sure that, that it, the body is with the with the dog tag, just to identify the body.
1: Mm. I think there like I mean there is a couple plot holes and I'm not trying to poke more in there, but like mm. that's one and then uh the other is kind of like pretty obvious too. And I still don't I don't know if they really say anything. Mm-hmm. But do you guys remember before Arnold starts, like he gets put in the game? Um in another part <laughs> I'm sorry, got to mention real fast, uh when Arnold signs the contract and then he stabs it into the back of the uh <laughs> the, the guy. Yeah. Shit's hilarious. Um but I remember that part too, yeah. Do you remember he's getting prepped to get put in the game, yeah. and he gets injected with all this stuff? And they yeah. never really explain like what that is or what happens with it later. Yeah, that's inoculation
4: true. string. Just a rat. You get bitten by a rat. <laughs> inoculation.
1: <laughs> <throughout>. Antibiotics. <yeah.
3: laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Keep God. him on his feet. Yeah. Oh, so he can awesome. run better. Maybe it was shot of
4: adrenaline. Probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. So makes make for better I, TV. <laughs>
3: So does robot uh robot jesse ventura that kind of sh- didn't make sense yeah
2: oh, they, like superimpose the imagery
1: on them and stuff yeah 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 it, like why well, he's it, like what is this killian i don't need all this shit and he wa- ra- walks in there he's like
0: get him out of here yeah. what happened <laughs> steroids make you deaf <laughs> get him out of here
1: So he too, <laughs> in that scene um dude there's so there's even in music like um a little after a time i don't know if you remember raul like techno music there was a lot of use of richard dawson's lines from the running man um like that who loves you who do you love that was like in techno yeah, yeah. that was like oh, popular really, that, that. that sample was in techno music yeah and uh it's time to start running oh yeah yeah <laughs> that that, part, that one i yeah, was that also one. used to like remember that that's funny yeah so a lot of samples were taken from that movie, like for dance music, back in the like early '90s, that's late funny. '80s. So, but uh, any guesses on body count, you
3: guys? Ooh, and don't hey. forget the guy at the start who got his head blown off by that ring thing.
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're trying to yeah. escape from the prison. Yeah, that's that
3: memorable.
1: That was, uh, Battle Royale. Have you guys ever seen Battle, yeah. Battle Royale? Yeah, it's like kind of like before uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah, a bit, is that a Japanese film?
4: Yes.
2: Yeah. I've, I've not seen I've heard many good things about I it. I'm not seen.
1: It. But they have uh, rings around their neck too in there. You know, I totally took that for the running. Whoa. Okay, twelve. I'll stick to twelve. There you go.
4: Okay. Oh. Uh but, <laughs> but uh I'll go with uh, thirty.
3: I'm gonna stay at twenty five. There you go. There was just like the food riot. I think people got shot <laughs> yeah. in the food riot, and that's about it.
1: So without fake deaths, there's thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, Ooh. because um, that climax, yeah. okay. climax scene at the end too, uh, when Arnold takes the station, a bunch of uh, security people get killed during that whole scene. Yeah, uh, but Ben Richards alone kills eleven. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So interesting facts, like Scott said right away, um, this definitely inspired uh, the video game Smash TV, which was like a huge hit in the arcades. Hmm. Uh, it was made by Williams, um, but like if you you play that game, it's like almost literally like the Running Man, I think. Um, and it also inspired the hit show American Gladiators. So, see, I was in a, wow. I was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what came first. Yeah. nice. Yeah, and then um, there's a cameo in the movie by Mick Fleetwood. He's actually the guy that plays Mick from Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. So,
0: huh. uh,
1: he actually keeps his name in there. Um and, and and
4: and why would they put him in the movie? Or did he uh, ask to be in the movie or I don't see the connection.
1: I don't either. I honestly I don't know what it there is some I think some either it was a previous relationship with the director or Arnold or something and ended up he wanted to be in a film, a film with Arnold something like that and that's he's how like
4: please put done. me put me in the film with arnold ah uh, yeah okay uh,
1: fine you don't get any one-liners though he has a great great <laughs> line he has a great line in the movie though when oh, they does? first escape they escape the prison mm-hmm. and um you know after they take off the collar from uh yafet koto's character yeah and uh he's like you're the butcher of Bakersfield. why should i help you and he's like all i hear is a bunch of big talk you know, I don't see no action Stop uh, boring me with your talking. Get this shit off my neck. Or so, he says something like that. Yeah. And then and Mick says, well, it's nothing to lose your head of when he takes the collar <laughs> off. Oh, my <laughs> God. Take the collar off a sec.
0: So. Okay. Uh, now
1: I know who the guy is. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then um, this I didn't know and I just found out. It says the Running Man game show in the film took inspiration from a real show called Trans-American Ultra Quiz in Japan where contestants were basically tortured and the one who lasted the longest would win.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Well, there you go. Uh,
2: yeah. Someone crazy. had to get inspired somewhere, unfortunately. Well, uh, Jeez.
1: That's wild. But, uh, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's the uh, Running Man. And uh, on to the next one. And uh, for that, I have a synopsis from V for the film They Live and uh, i'll be playing
4: that now
0: they live a wanderer without meaning in his life
4: discovers a pair of sunglasses capable of showing the world the way it truly is as he walks the streets of los angeles nada notices that both the media and the government are comprised of subliminal messages meant to keep the population subdued
1: dude they live uh scott what do you think of they live I think this is pretty 80s
3: Roddy Piper mm-hmm. just <laughs> Roddy plays Piper. himself running around mm-hmm. people's asses and I don't even know why it's like he sees the world for what it is so he decides he's going to kick some people's asses I don't remember what happened I didn't watch it recently I've seen it a bunch of times
0: mm-hmm.
3: I just mm-hmm. forget like what draws him into conflict is it just the fact that they know he knows people are so. being subjugated.
2: Yeah. So what ends up happening is that um, he yeah, like like in the synopsis, he's just wandering around and then he comes across. The guy, I think it's Frank and then he invites him to a community and then um, he's just kind of observing everything there. And he notices there's a couple suspicious characters. One's a street preacher and one's like another guy who's kind of like the leader of the, the community there or like an organizer. And he just kind of finds out what's happened inside the, high, the church. And it's not there's no choir in there. They're like playing like a choir all the time. They're like, oh, no choir in there. And so like the the sunglasses that he ends up like taking, he puts them on while he's like downtown somewhere. And then he just notices that all the subliminal messages are there once you put on sunglasses. So then he can see, he doesn't just see the messages and like everything that, these, this organization is making to kind of keep us keep the people asleep but he also notices certain people that look like I don't know how to explain it how, what would you say? Skeletal figures
1: yeah they're just skeletal yeah. figures but yeah. you know what let's hear, let's hear Raul explain it because he thinks he got out of the 30 second challenge but oh,
0: he did come on see
4: <laughs> oh. I'm
0: sorry I
4: was this close I was just this you were that like close.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I'm right, free Uh, get it uh all right so So, i did that on purpose i was like like
4: like a kid who hadn't done his homework
1: yeah i was like i was waiting for him to see something but okay
4: i I Uh, wasn't gonna say anything (laughs) okay here we go
1: so raul you ready
4: as uh, ready as i'll ever be
1: all right three two one go
4: Okay, so this guy who I can't remember his name. You just said it and I can't remember it. He's walking around uh, LA, downtown LA. He finds a pair of sunglasses. He puts them on but he discovers that it it revolves uh, (laughs) the glasses show him the real truth. There's subliminal messages in advertising that's meant to subdue humanity and he can see it for what it really is. And he finds out that some people uh, are walking among us. <laughs>
2: ah. It was close, man.
3: It was close. It was close pretty
4: close. Uh, that was not, good enough.
3: I think it was uh, a lot better than mine.
4: No, I oh, think yours God. was a lot better.
1: But, dude, yeah, the, I mean, you nailed it. Like, this is um, big time a shot at consumerism, I think. Yeah. In,
4: through sci fi. Uh,
1: through sci fi. Yeah, it was like. The subliminal messaging, um, seeing what the real message is behind all the advertisement.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: So this is basically Oscar going to work on everybody pretty back much, in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> you guys want some insight? Let me know. Let me know. He
4: forces you uh, to buy something you don't want with money you don't have. I wouldn't yeah. say
2: force. I'd say
4: <laughs> Well, he's he, no, he, really okay. forcing. Okay, <laughs> you. Nudges. How's that? Uh, pretty I much
2: Hypnosis. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hypnosis. Right, yeah, potentially. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ideas going on in this movie, that's for sure.
4: And you know yeah, what it's... the characters look like? <laughs> they look like a, a human-sized uh characters like from Attack on Titan.
0: It's oh, a like,
4: body without the skin and mm, it's just the, the yeah, the muscles showing mm-hmm. through. Yeah. That's what these creatures look like. Yeah. The and,
1: aliens, uh, yeah.
4: I can't I can't remember if they're extraterrestrial or uh, I think they're, they're from another guy. dimension.
1: <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> the, I really they don't are, know. They're, they're aliens. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. they're they aliens. Because yeah, they do because they show they're from the Andromeda system. There's a scene in the film where it shows them like tra- they, how they travel uh, to Earth. And uh, you can see it when they, they actually show it when they're getting toward spoilers. Uh, I didn't say spoilers <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, but um, I'm happy that this is the last film we were discussing in depth because there's tons of messages in it um like i just want to see what you guys thought because you know how they show uh there's a scene when you know nada has the glasses on and he sees money being exchanged and the money says this is your god yeah so it's like yeah 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 creepy yeah. dude and then you know you see uh, obey everywhere like when mm-hmm. flipping pages um Mary see, and reproduce uh, yes marry reproduce dude it's crazy yeah it's just uh, everywhere Everywhere you look,
2: yeah, I, I thought it was just like watching this movie. It just reminded me a lot like Repo Man, and it was on the same mm-hmm. playing field as like Repo Man. Like, there's a lot of ideas that are trying to come through through the uh, through the narrative. Um, like we said, people like people are trying to be controlled and fed things through like TV, magazines, and newspapers. So, um, you know, so that they keep people quote unquote asleep. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean, it was cool to see uh, Roddy Piper in a film. I don't think I've ever is that was that his only film? I don't know was that his only probably film? not
1: probably Oh, okay hell hell comes to frog town y'all got to oh. see that shit if you've never okay. seen it it's another 80s sci-fi crazy ass movie right up there with like buckaroo Banzai and like Flash wow Just okay
2: insane. i'm curious because like you know i mean in my opinion like this the the strong suit of this movie for me is the the plot and like the ideas that are being expressed in this movie and um I like how they teased. I even like how they tease a, a little bit of a potential love story between Nada and Holly. At least that's how it felt to me. It seems yeah. like there was like something brewing there, um, but yep. it seems like Roddy Piper got punked for sure. Um, I would say the not so good things about this movie that I realized is it's just the pace of the movie at times. Like, I don't know maybe it was intentional but at certain points i was just like i just lost interest because the plot was really good and like pushing the narrative like at the be like the first quarter of the movie and then once you Mm -hmm. get like right after that it just really slows down and it's just like oh my gosh what is happening a lot of a lot of music a lot of piss uh, (laughs) and a lot of like roddy piper uh just like contemplating things It just seems like that's what he was just doing a lot. lot, I think one of the frustrations about this character was that you could tell he was thinking, but you never really knew what he was like. You never heard what he said. And I was like, oh, what is he thinking? Like, what is he what is he trying to say? You know, like
4: another writer took over, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of strange. Like, I feel like a lot of movies are pretty good at even like some of the reactions, like everything for him reactive was just silence. Like he'd be surprised or whatever. But it was just it was just weird to see that so that was the only thing that kind of like was was all right or like just not so good in my opinion but overall like like i said i enjoyed this movie like because of the plot the ideas behind this movie you know if i were to watch this film again like i would watch it with some friends because i think it'd be fun to laugh at like some of the things that happen in the film but then also too like it it brings up like ideas to discuss about you know Um, oh yeah definitely so I mean, I think that's the that'd be the main reason why I'd watch it again. So definitely watch it like, with with some other people
4: and, and h- how long was that was that back alley fight scene? Fight scene? <laughs> what yeah. the I heck? Five and a, and a half minutes. <laughs> it's, half. Like, yeah.
2: it's a great Get scene, over though, with man. already. To me, that I, was I, uh, I, it. I I for one I was like okay, it's because it's Roddy Piper and they want to mm-hmm. see him wrestle, you know. Um, but I also thought it was like it it kind of made me think of how sometimes media or whatever stories can be pushed to create a little bit of divisiveness and yeah. so mm-hmm. to me it was kind of like a metaphor for like people there's so much going on around them that basically they're not attacking the problem they're attacking each other i mean if that's you how, seen the a little bit dilemma
3: on netflix yeah. what's up yes watch that special the social dilemma on netflix yes. no i haven't seen that one actually exactly what you were just saying there's a whole thing about how facebook is being used
4: oh yeah okay to okay.
3: perpetuate like, yeah. racial hostility
2: Okay, yeah,
4: but I you know like what, Scott? That that is a very good comparison
0: mm-hmm.
4: because it, yeah. it's it's all happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and you're not consciously aware of it, but you digest it subconsciously. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. That
4: that was and a that yeah that's very the outcome.
3: Uh, the outcome is subjugation. Everybody's stuck fighting each other and right. still getting fucked over by the government. And, so.
4: and the product is you.
3: Yeah.
0: That that
4: uh... ah Scott. Yeah. That's very insightful, actually.
3: Yeah, that's what this movie's about to me. Yeah, that mm-hmm. and Roddy Piper's suplex and I in the car
4: <laughs> <laughs> and running out of chewing gum.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. uh, yo, but you know, like the um, that, that scene it is long, originally it was a minute, but mm-hmm. they you know they Roddy Piper worked it with you know John Carpenter and after they worked it and they filmed it they were like this is perfect because the also the messaging in in that scene is to what extent and how long it would take you to beat it into someone that they need to see it oh. right mm-hmm. cuz that's what's right. happening like he's no matter what he's like I'm going to get these glasses on him cuz I can't be the only one seeing this shit I need yeah. someone else to see it so I know I'm not crazy right and
4: that's exactly okay. what happens like so, to the yeah, extent that, they're like <laughs> that
1: literally too. i
0: like that yeah.
4: yeah yeah that was pretty good actually i like that but it it, it 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 reminded me i don't know if you guys have ever seen like the old 1960s uh mexican wrestler movies
1: el santo and like Mil santo, blue demon it. and yeah no I the blue,
4: oh man they're black and white and they 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 fight all these uh, weird ass, like they
1: had long ass fight scenes in the women, team. the women
4: werewolf clan, <laughs> or something like yeah. that. And the fights so long, but because mm-hmm. they wanted to emphasize, you know, these guys were wrest- these you know, they were wrestlers, so yeah. they wanted to point that out to the public. And, and that's yeah. what the public oh. came to see they came to see the wrestlers, not the, not the clan of the werewolf ladies. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: the fight scenes were really drawn out. That's what it kind of reminded me of.
1: Oh, okay. Off topic, you know have you
3: guys Seen that show, The Strain. Mm, I want to see a couple
1: episodes of it.
3: Oh, there's a character in the movie. He's like a retired wrestler, a retired lucha wrestler, and he mm. was a star of those type of movies, like Raul just mentioned. Mm. Oh, and in okay. his movies, he would fight vampires and shit.
1: Yeah, oh, that's so cool.
3: He actually knew they were real back when he was oh, making really? movies. So he has his weapons from the show. It's these two yeah. brass knuckles, oh, with silver crosses. What? So he's he like Peter Vincent from instead. Friday Night*. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking That's awesome. Cool. It's like my favorite part of that show. That's cool. Oh,
4: that, I'm gonna have to watch it now.
3: Yeah, it's really good. He survives quite a while. There's a guy that looks like Caesar on there too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but he he gets there killed he right away, right?
1: Caesar.
3: No, no, he's he's Angel's uh, friend. Oh. He's friends. You with know what's the funny
4: though? Guy. I thought um... he got killed for censorship. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a pretty good
1: character. <laughs> actually. <laughs> There's one of that's mean. one of the fighty, funnier scenes in that film. Um, when they're fighting in the alley, and Roddy Piper picks up a two by four, and then uh, he ends up breaking like the window of his car. Yeah. And You just see, like, he took it too far and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Keith David that. looks at him like, You motherfucker! And then he's like, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. And he even laughs, he's like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Do you
3: think that was an accident and they kept it in?
1: I think, uh, well, I don't know. I think maybe the reaction might have been, yeah, uh, an, an, like a genuine reaction from Roddy Piper. Um, yeah, but he also has like one of the all-time best lines ever in movies. Like I don't, I say it to everybody when he walks into the bank and he says that line. Oh, um, you know, he walks in and he's like, uh, you know, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum yeah (laughs) that's that's the line and i guess he got that from his wrestling character like john carpenter like he would slip some of his lines to john carpenter like and he was trying to get them in the movie oh that's so funny yeah so and that's the one that john carpenter liked so that's the one they put in there Interesting. Yeah. It's a movie about subliminal messages, and
2: yet he was trying to market his own character <laughs> to yep. the mass audiences. Yeah, Roddy <laughs> Piper's a classic
3: villain, dude. You familiar with Piper at all, Oscar?
2: No, I mean I I remember seeing him because I I did watch a lot of WWF when I was a kid, and yeah. like I do remember him. But I honestly, I was young enough to not really care about the. I just wanted to see them wrestle. So I didn't really it's... I didn't really catch that a lot.
3: It's definitely something Piper would have done. Okay, there Just you go. A total fucking sleazebag, dude. He was awesome. <laughs> he go. was. Yeah, he was.
0: <laughs> he was a big-time he heel, man. that
3: one time dressed up in half-blackface, his whole body. He was facing Bad News Brown.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. N- uh. He black.
3: Oh, my gosh. Because he was saying he was only half-black. That was the narrative for
1: that match.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking uh-huh.
1: asshole, dude. Oh, man but um
0: <laughs> so
4: th- this
1: movie i can't it, follow it's, that it's hilarious this movie's
4: pretty deep then oh yeah oh Definitely.
2: dude it's totally
1: super deep man it's super
2: the deep the more man. the more
4: you talk about it the deeper it gets
2: yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and it's like it's very blunt about it too like it doesn't like pull any punches i feel like i feel like it's a little bit more like you have to dig a little bit deeper and you have mm-hmm. to know yeah. a little bit more references more subtle so. Yeah, it's more subtle. But here it's like they know exactly your face. It's in your face. Yeah. You know,
4: or your glasses
1: or your glasses, you know? So. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, one of John Carpenter's, you know, just quick fact like about it. He he likens it to a documentary, like rather than it being a sci-fi film. He wow, he was adamant while they were making the film that everything in it be American made because he wanted mm. it to be like an ode to consumerism and the perils of, of consumerism. Yeah, because it's he capitalism. felt like, yeah, he, and he's a big time capitalist, but he felt like a lot of his values were in the 80s being like killed off. And that's why he, you know, he tried to put that in the film and try to emphasize um, how much consumerism was taking over. Yeah, uh, makes sense.
2: So, well, uh, more,
4: you... more to the point of what Scott said earlier about mm-hmm. that documentary. What, what is it, Scott? The social media?
3: Social dilemma.
4: That's mm-hmm. capitalism at its finest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure you could say it more eloquently than, than I can, Scott. But,
3: man. No, that's it. That's a, the that's a meat and potatoes of it. Control the consumer.
0: Yeah. Direct I mean, this is back in Wilson.
1: 1988, too. So, yeah. That's uh, almost,
4: what, 32 years ago? Something like so that. So, a, a lot of these tech guys may have gotten... The idea from this movie,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's politics. That's hard to
2: say. Who knows? Yeah it, yeah, it.
1: Who knows? It's just. I think it's definitely something that can be looked at that way. It's like kind of just his little nudge of, you know, kind of saying keep these keep these things in mind. Kind yeah, of like how I sure. would say in in Repo Man or how like V V for Vendetta. I've kind of I said that as well. Like when you see that movie, you get those like moments of you know the government or big brother and that kind of thing like mm-hmm. you know all these things wrapped into each other uh just kind of keep in mind that shit can kind of be happening it's kind of basically my <laughs> quick and easy take on it <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: well i mean yeah i mean you you just mentioned v for, for vendetta and big brother and i mean the the novel by george orwell in 1984
0: yeah. which was
4: written in 1948 mm-hmm. it, so, you know, looks at the future yeah. in a bleak way, but so realistic, so brutally real.
3: And it came to be.
4: It came to be, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, that could never happen, but here we are.
1: Yeah. That right. right. camera so,
4: surveillance everywhere.
1: Yeah. So you say that they live is kind of like uh Orwellian, for sure. Orwellian, product of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It can sit right up there with all those...
3: I think so. It's yeah. definitely intellectual enough. Oh, yeah. The well, Piper oh, should have well, off to get people to watch it.
4: Yeah, yeah. mixed in with, yeah. with David Icke. What's that? Mm. Oh, the, the, he's uh, the guy behind the idea that uh, these um, trans-dimensional beings that look like lizards are have oh. infiltrated our society and sit Make in you know, <laughs> positions of power. I've oh, seen wow.
3: one of those people before.
4: Well that's that's all David Icke. And yeah. uh, his his theories are really out there but
0: mm-hmm.
4: unfortunately, you know, a lot of conspiracy stuff is is almost believable and if, if yeah. you if you're not careful, you will fall for it.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. You can fall and everything there, about and... it even if the aliens aren't real, mm-hmm. those cults and shit like that are still just as dangerous. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Know? Well the, the ideas behind it is what's dangerous. Yeah. Not necessarily the actions that are taken but the ideas and some people turn those ideas into a reality. And that's where it gets messed up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's the, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And then and it's portrayed in this film too, because you have that, uh, you can have that aspect of someone saying, Oh, he's crazy. He's talking about wearing glasses and he could see everybody, you know, just someone saying like on the outside, looking in, they could say, Oh, he's, he's crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then when they actually put on the glasses and see what's happening, um, and you put a mirror to it it's it it is it's dangerous because some of that stuff not saying the conspiracy is real but i'm saying like in this film in particular um, just turns out to be real turns out to be real so yeah, yeah it's 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 kind of crazy for sure um but it's a it's a dope film man i can't recommend it enough to people uh, if you've never seen they live definitely check it out it'll make you make you think and like Oscar said if you see it with a group of people get you talking so mm-hmm.
3: definitely get you talking what's up uh... yeah. What's the final outcome of this one? I forget.
1: Uh,
4: the, whole, so, the whole world figures out and can see yeah. that these are aliens. <laughs> the
1: ending is awesome.
3: The yeah. I whipped ass. Do they riot and beat the shit out of the aliens or what?
1: At the end? Can... Uh, you want to go ahead, Oscar? Uh, oh, no, what ends up happening is basically like so
2: Nada like ends up firing into like the signal, like the main beacon of the signal. Oh, that's right. and, and then basically since the signal breaks up or the signal is mm-hmm. broken, the people that are on planet Earth, they are now revealed as like the skeletal feature. So like just one scene, there's a guy in a bar and he's looking at the TV and there's people around him and they mm-hmm. notice him and they're like, they're kind of weirded out. And then at the end, there's a there's a woman who's having sex with a guy, but it's actually one of the the, the skeletal. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on, babe? What's wrong? And it's, yeah, Done. So, yeah, he's yeah, like, like, what's wrong, baby? Yeah, <laughs>
4: he looks up and she's like, what yeah. the fuck?
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is cool that, that's a neat idea because you think about it it's like so you needed the sunglasses for the subliminal messages to be revealed but then all of a sudden like once you break or kind of like break the glass so to speak you kind of you do the opposite you reveal the the, the fakery that's happening and kind of like the source mm-hmm. of where this is all coming from so it's an interesting idea because then it, it's just a it's a really it's a really poignant yeah you um, think people would
3: lose and, their shit They don't like being lied to, like Chris Farley and the Taster's Choice commercial. I
2: don't remember that.
3: (laughs) He goes, sir, are you aware that that's decaf? Yeah.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) That's decaffeinated. He goes, you son of a bitch. And he puts the (laughs) throat and starts going
3: fucking crazy.
0: That's funny.
4: Aren't there a bunch of videos on YouTube right now uh, that say, that they're titled something like if, if advertisement or commercials told the truth
2: um i'm sure there are i don't think i've ever seen them no,
4: yeah there's there's a couple of them and there's like uh a, about starbucks and about uh uh banks and how they loan you money but they're actually you know charging you almost double an in interest and you right. wind up paying more it's like it's they're pretty interesting if you guys get a yeah. chance to to see them on youtube it's like if if commercial, something like that, if commercials told the truth, yeah. It's uh directed as if it were a commercial, but they you know, in the dialogue they're like, Are you people stupid? Oh yeah, yes you are. <laughs> you know? And they use type you know, that yeah. tone of voice and uh, they tell cool. you straight up what it's really all about.
1: Cool. Well, I think that does it for they live. Um and you know we have two other films to discuss they we're not going to get as in depth on these Mm -mm. but the other two films is uh 1986 the fly and 1989 the abyss um i'm actually gonna do this in reverse real quick because um i'd rather talk about the abyss first and then the fly last uh the abyss I agree. (laughs) the abyss like i told you guys there is like a director's cut of this film um I'll get a quick, read a quick synopsis for it. It's just like, you know, a civilian diving team is enlisted to search for a lost nuclear submarine and faces danger while encountering an alien aquatic species. That's what the film's about. Um, To me, after watching this film again, I would say out of all the James Cameron films, this is my like snooziest one out of all of them. Mm. Like it's good and everything. Um, After revisiting it, it is one of like the first times I think they use that. uh, What is it? that morph that morphing effects technology oh, okay. yeah yeah. Oh, the liquid the first, ship, yeah yeah the liquid yeah. yeah so that was like one of the first times i think it had appeared in film so that's why it's kind of significant uh you know as far as being on the sci-fi list and stuff the whole um idea of aliens you know living underwater uh deep sea is kind of cool C- cool take and i think once you get to know more about james cameron himself he's a big time like deep sea Buff, he's like into that stuff i think it was kind of like one of his dreams to do a film like this didn't
4: he make a documentary going into the mariana trench
3: with jack
1: i think yeah he did um but this is also like one of the i'll say my favorite things in this film is seeing michael bean go ape shit crazy so that's (laughs) that's probably the best thing to the abyss for me yeah
3: i didn't even know he was in this i didn't watch it obviously
4: it's a it's a it's a good film
0: yeah yeah
2: did you watch the three-hour-long version, Raul?
4: No, it's okay. the regular version. I made the mistake okay. of watching the three-hour-long <laughs> version. Oh, oh, what happened? I, I don't think it was I a mistake.
2: You. No, you know, I remember Caesar saying that, and then like I was already just kind of in the flow of watching movies, and then I'm like, man, this movie is super long. I hit pause. I'm like, two hours? And I'm like, there's a big chunk left on the bar. I'm like, damn, I got another hour left of this film. What's going on here? So I did watch the three-hour-long version, and – um I mean it's James Cameron. Like I think he just likes to go big or go home, in my opinion. So it's no surprise that he made like a three-hour long movie. Plus, this movie, a lot of it was filmed underwater. At least that's that's how I that's how what I'm taking away from it. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like stuff to be aware of. And so I think it's just um I feel like it was just a goal of his to be like, I want to film so much film movie underwater for a very long time. And like this definitely um uh conquers that and but great action in the beginning Uh, i love that ed harris is in this film he's just a no Mm -hmm. bullshit kind of guy he's the leader of the crew i love his entire crew they're very it's a very dynamic texturized group there's a lot of character in this group uh i think one of my favorite scenes is um Mm -hmm. is when they're like moving that big rig and they all start singing that country song moving through the water uh Mm -hmm. it's just a kind of a it just makes the whole movie a little more lighthearted and stuff um but uh yeah it was it is an interesting idea to think about like you know potential like um uh alien on living uh on earth but like they've they've in a sense like rooted themselves in deep sea and like a very deep sea so um very cool visuals very cool idea it was a little mm-hmm. preachy in my opinion you know like that's the one thing I'll, i will be honest like it just seemed a little too preachy like I, mm-hmm. I finally when i got to the with the big reveal i'm like oh yeah i know i know we live in a very shitty place sometimes and people are very and all that stuff and there's a lot of bad things going on. It just felt a little too preachy at times, but uh but yeah, I mean I I would love to see like the the shortened version just to see what was removed and if that changes mm. anything. But I agree with uh Caesar watching um Lieutenant what's his name? Lieutenant Coffee? become Lieutenant Coffee. Yeah, Coffee. Yeah. Enjoyable for sure. Enjoyable for sure.
1: Nice.
4: What what yeah, that that definitely you're you're spot on, uh, Oscar. And mm. and one of the things that I that Science, the science behind oh, okay. the, the mm-hmm. technology, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that uh, obviously I, I think there was nothing at that time that could actually go as deep as they said they, they had gone
0: mm-hmm.
4: because mm-hmm. Of just of, of the, the pressure. Right. Maybe there is something now that can go that deep. But one thing that I do remember uh, hearing about was the soup. You know how they they had like liquid oxygen
0: Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah, and you had yeah.
4: you had to breathe in the liquid,
2: right? Yep, yeah. I heard was that ossifying. was real. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I didn't do too much research on like you know behind the scenes or like you know any fun facts, but yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. huh, I wonder how they like you know, I wonder if that's true. So maybe I don't know. Maybe Caesar has it, has it, but yeah, it would be interesting to know if that if that's the case. You know?
4: Yeah, they, they were they were they were able at that time. They there was uh, a substance, a liquid form
2: mm-hmm. that
4: humans could breathe. Wow! Yeah, that had enough oxygen in it. It contained enough oxygen uh, to make you in in a suit, so you could go deeper. You could dive yeah. deeper, and you know the 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 pressure from outside of the suit wouldn't affect you so much.
2: Yeah, and yeah. Because I think one of the deeper right. I think one of the coolest things about this movie is that there's no. There's no alien threat necessarily. Like, there's no villain, mm. no clear villain. I think the 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 threat that they face is actually the environment that they're in. Like the the whole the effect of the pressure. That's why coffee yeah. goes crazy. Because right goes
4: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He
2: like he's being affected by the pressure and something's happened neurologically in his brain and, and his you know in his body and stuff. The environment and everything was was used in that way. And I thought that was like super super cool in my opinion to see that happen. I think
1: yeah he he emphasizes um, towards the end of the film spoilers. Uh, one, two, three, everybody. Uh, <laughs> when in the three hour version, <laughs> where you see Ooh. the um, water ri- level rise like into a gigantic tsunami that's going right. to take out everybody on the planet. Yeah. Uh, he emphasizes uh, either subconsciously or kind of subliminal message to the people watching the film that there's more water than anything else on this planet. So mm-hmm. we have to take yeah. care of. The water and the ocean and stuff like that. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of the message at the end of the film. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that is that's my little take on that. <clears throat> it but will take you out, that's for sure. <laughs> it's probably yeah, I'll be honest though, dude. It's probably my least favorite of the James Cameron films.
0: Mm.
2: Um, yeah, I, I feel like this is more of a technological feat, like to, to understand what the amount of work that had to go into this movie. It's kind of like when yep. I talked about Tron. So it's it's, it's yep. to me, it's on that same level. Like, would I watch the three hour version again? Probably not. Would, <laughs> I actually le- would I actually watch the short version with the DVD commentary on? Absolutely. Because I think there's way more insight into stuff like yeah. that. Yeah.
3: You're missing if you don't watch the three-hour version? Uh,
1: no. Mm, no. I, <laughs> I it, Honestly, I think it's just longer scenes of stuff that is already in the original version. Just a little. they are more extended scenes that ends up stretching mm-hmm. that film out to three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It could be just should- like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Scott.
3: We should go into depth on how some of these things are done sometime because we always just go, yeah, these effects were the shit. (laughs) I love how effort was put into this. I do the same thing. But then, like, I really don't know how they did it.
2: Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot, I'm sure, behind the
1: scenes. Yeah, I mean, if, if... We're not going to, I mean, these two films in particular are not going into depth on them as much. But if we were to do like a review on a film that's definitely high in effects and we're just doing that film, I think we could do that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I got for The Abyss. And the other film is um, 1986 The Fly. So, yes. What do you guys remember about this uh, Cronenberg classic? Arm
3: wrestling, broken arm.
4: Oh, oh yeah oh, nasty scene, yes.
1: dude mm-hmm.
4: yes
2: yeah oh when he starts transforming he like, starts
4: picking at his tell me skin done. and the skin starts flaking yeah. off yeah oh man that just creeped me out
3: and he just Did turns not... into like a walking boner man he's like a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh <Yeah>. my gosh <laughs> yeah i was watching with my wife and she's like um Oh, my God. When they were doing the arm wrestling, she's like, tell me when it's done. Tell me when it's done. Because like, yeah. know, like it is very good. So, yeah. yeah, he's very Cronenberg's uh, films, man. He's pretty gory in them. And then, yeah. um, like Scott said, he's a fucking asshole. We'll see, so we'll why did Gina up...
4: Davis stay with him for as long as she does in the movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, because she mm. loves him, bro. Oh, she, no. She <laughs> wants the story, that. bro. <laughs> tell is me you did not is? feel bad. What? That she wants the story? Um, ooh, that's an interesting
2: take. You think it's because she mm-hmm. wants the story, huh? Are you saying that?
1: I feel like it is at the like for for a while, Or the beginning. Yeah. yeah,
0: given
3: the time period in which it was made, she's an effing hoe, definitely <laughs> out for the story.
0: Oh man, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, like
4: twenty years down her, romantic down down her life, she's like, yeah, I I, I knew this guy.
3: I slept with the fly man.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you slept with the elephant man? You, were uh-huh. like, Yeah, yeah, I remember him. But yeah, I was with him. Yep. I, like I was was getting... him before he had wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew him before he was famous. Oh yes. Why God. did he never have wings? That's what I want to know. Did he get that to that like... point? Doesn't
2: he no. like fully
3: really morph into like a.
2: No, Uh, no, he's able to like crawl on like the ceiling and the walls and stuff. So he's got like the the texture on his hands or whatever, the grip. But no, no flies. No, no, no wings.
1: Yeah. Does his back uh,
2: and shit change? I mean, it's a complete transformation, dude. When I saw this movie the first time, I was a young kid. And I remember watching this with my parents. But I could not finish watching this movie because it was like horrifying. Creepy, yeah. It was was super creepy. And then when Caesar put it on the list, I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be interesting." Like, I finally get to finish this film, and like at times I was like, "I was like, oh, look at that, dude!" Like, the practical effects in this movie are great. Like, I really I put it on the same level as like the thing. Like, I I just one of those things where you just can't stop watching it. And you're like, "Wow!" But you're also kind of like kind of by it at the same time. I think I was more disgusted by this movie than um than the thing. Um, it's just because like you the, the, like especially when he has to like vomit on his food.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. that's so,
2: <laughs> so nasty but I mean I I really enjoy this film and I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact of like where is this going to end you know like once you find out that Gina Davis is pregnant you're just like damn what's going to happen oh, what's she going to do yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's like the
1: conversation
2: just, you have dude yeah dude. like the weight of the film and like the potential of like having the baby or is there a sequel and stuff like that is- it just—it just really—it just really, it really You're having
4: made- a maggot.
3: Oh, dude, he <laughs> impregnated her.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. But I mean, the, the the cool thing too is like the the I feel like there's a mad scientist vibe to this film. Because Definitely, absolutely. He, he once he gets through the pod and everything, he does feel he starts to get stronger and everything. But he's already transformed into the fly, so whatever's happening in his DNA, he's stronger. He pretty much like he has an infinite libido at this point you know like yeah. and he ends up like going out with another woman and stuff like that so yeah and but but he's also becoming such an asshole too so it's a very interesting transformation and then everybody that like he wants to put the the new girl that he meets into the pod gina davis into the pod it's 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 pretty scary it's a it's unfortunately it's it's watching a man spiral out of control and
0: yeah it's it's
2: lose everything he loves it's what it's you know how it's you, to you apply. Know.
4: he's attracted to shit
1: it's <laughs> a lot of donuts that's for sure that's when uh you know what though that's when you know it's a great film when it affects you after seeing it and you know what's gonna happen but you still want the outcome to change yes yeah. i mean mm-hmm. see it yeah and to me it's um it's like rambo and first blood when you're like leave him alone it's like mm-hmm. you know um you know, those moments that you want to change, but you can't. And yeah. to me in this one, it's when like he gets in and you see the flies in there with him. I'm like, get out. Why? Like, stop. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't go in there, yeah. dude. And it's like, that's like, oh, you can't change it. And then you just see like the tragedy just unfold. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because of a um,
4: stupid fly. Yeah.
1: And yeah. You and figure...
3: So he were we were going to say, Scott? Like a little too driven before the fact. I mean, look at what he's trying to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, w- I mean, in my opinion, he was really driven because he was so confident. In- you see, he has his blacklight
3: poster, like he's calm about it. He's not mad at that point.
2: No, he doesn't seem mad at that point, in my opinion. I think the madness happens once he starts to see the effects of like the strength, the yeah. stamina, and everything. So, you know, in my opinion, it turns him into a mad scientist. Gotcha. But, um, to me, like I I, I love Is he is he a scientist oh, though? Like after well, you yeah, watch that's, it, that's that's kinda quite that's cool. one thing. Yeah, because technically the way that he says it is he he basically says like well I get all these people to kind of say, Hey, I need this, I need this, I need that. Mm-hmm. So he ha- he's more of like an idea guy and he's like, I don't really know how to make all these things, but I get to make it and then I just put it together.
3: He's an entrepreneur. He's
2: an entrepreneur, yeah. man. He's like He's like the
0: yeah. He's yeah. Steve Jobs. The Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon, uh-huh. Mosca. Elon Mosca. Oh, That's really good. <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Mosca. I was gonna
3: say, I've heard this a lot lately. How like there's a lot of bugs and shit on everybody's body. We have like a whole
4: body system.
3: Yeah, on yeah. our bodies of all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. So it makes you think like probably should have known that it. Ahead of time, and had like some kind of fucking, you know, those chambers, yeah. like the dis- like clean yeah,
0: room. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: clean room. That's true. Yeah.
3: Spray your ass down with that before you get teleported, but then you
1: got chemicals on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a. Well, then you can use every the every time, ultraviolet
4: dude. light.
3: Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that you know, you know, that's why it's on this list though, because it's, I think it's a very influential film in that era in the '80s in sci-fi. Yeah. Um but it's also like a horror movie at the same time. Yeah, cuz yeah. cuz of what ends up happening, but then the science aspect of it of, you know, creating a teleportation device, uh it's pretty pretty crazy, pretty dope to think about, but then still this will definitely uh be in everybody's mind if we ever live to that point and they have teleportation devices. <laughs> It'll be like, I ain't going through that shit. I seen, <laughs> seen the <laughs> fly.
0: <laughs> you go through
1: first. Yeah, yeah, yep. Call so, me when you get there.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm cool with the like the pipes on the Futurama. I'll, I'll rather I'll I'll ride through one of them joints first. <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. yeah. Definitely. Uh, but dudes, um, yo, this is awesome. Um, out of all these films, I know there was a lot that we talked about. Um, these 80s sci-fi films. Do you guys have like a top three, or do you guys have like a one? Oof.
3: Out of all of these.
1: Yeah, out of all 20. This oh, is the end like
4: of the all series. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Blade
1: Runner. Blade Runner for you?
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. We never included RoboCop in this series, did we?
1: No, this was No, because no. we, we did RoboCop in the uh, action. Yeah, mm-hmm. 80s action. I think we included it in there. Was that your favorite, Scott? It doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, out of all the sci-fi stuff. In the 80s? And especially 80s, if we're combining mm-hmm. The 80s, it would be Robocop. Mm, nice.
4: I'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly.
3: Yeah. I <laughs> bought that shit for six dollars in HDX on Voodoo last week. Six nice. plus ultra high def.
1: Nice.
2: I would have to go with, and I wasn't part of the the first episode of the series, but I I was sad that I was not able to talk about how much I loved Empire Strikes Back. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I. I mean, I even shared it on Slack, like, how excited I was about that movie and, like, how much I loved it. I even bought a Han Solo character because of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say that one and then a Flight of the Navigator for sure. So one that really Gross. just lifted me up as far as, like, wow, I, I now I get why people love Empire Strikes Back in the first few films. And then I think Flight of the Navigator just really took me by surprise. I did not expect that movie to be that good with that good of a story. Um, and it wasn't even ones we went in depth, but I just really loved that film.
0: Yeah. I got
3: a question for you two because Caesar was with us on that Empire episode. Yeah. Do you guys think Boba Fett's ob- based on his appearance in those first three films
1: or first two films, do you think he's what overrated.
3: Overrated. overrated? What did he do?
1: Oh, okay.
3: Remember, I was asking you, what did he do?
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think in, in in a lot of those movies, uh, even just the mention of Boba Fett. Like scared the shit out of out of Han Solo.
0: Mm-hmm. Remember when
4: he's on? uh that's yes, right. You're right. Yeah. and mm-hmm. they and and Chewie says Boba Fett or something. Yeah, Boba Fett's here, and and Han Solo just loses his shit. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where, where, where,
0: where? <laughs> yeah. where, 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 where Boba Fett? Oh true. shit! Yeah.
4: So uh, definitely his his Myth? um
3: reputation. His reputation, reputation. There you go. Is, yeah. Yes,
4: and yeah. and that's mm. part of the myth that makes him what he is today
2: yeah that's Man. what caesar said um, Oscar. well um uh, honestly like i i really can't say much about both like i said i it, the first time i saw a new hope it was years ago and i haven't rewatched really that film so it was just nice to get a refresher with empire strikes back i'd have to rewatch the films and uh, to see i i kind of uh, I give that that question to Caesar because, like I like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not super connected to the Star Wars films, but um, and that universe itself. But I do appreciate, like, I definitely appreciate Empire Strikes Back. Just for you know, I shared
1: Oscars <laughs> like Parseval in um, Ready Player One. He doesn't like to clan up, but he doesn't realize he's in a clan already. <laughs> That's <so true>.
0: uh-huh. <laughs> I do.
1: I do own a from
2: Disney World. I will say that. I do, oh, uh,
4: director uh, of Disney Parks.
2: Yep, straight up from Disney Parks, man. Wow, that thing is I think it's awesome. Yeah. The what? I'm
1: sorry, I missed that.
2: It's a lightsaber from uh, Disney World. Oh, okay. okay. There okay. a few years ago. Yeah.
1: Nice. You put one together?
2: Well, actually, no. It was like we, um, we didn't put one together. It was like the ones they were just selling like in the store. And but they were like oh, okay, we're okay. testing them out. They were like really good. They're like pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, Usually the around.
4: merchandise they have in the parks. Yeah. Is exclusive and a little bit better built than. Oh just, yeah. You know, the, yeah. The mass yeah, produced could, stuff.
2: Yeah. We. I think we bought like three of them which is nice. that was a lot
1: of money on lightsabers but worth it um yeah dude like through this whole series to me um i can't i could not go through it without giving props to a john carpenter film so uh i dev i i still love escape from new york Um, that's probably my top film uh in the 80s sci-fi series it's just a crazy idea and then um I love Flight of the Navigator, too. I'm definitely going to do a whole episode on that movie in the future. Um, it's just it's just a crazy, uplifting uh, story from the point of view of a kid. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a dope film to check out. Um, what about you, Scott? Any honorable mentions? Uh,
3: something that maybe wasn't on our lists. No. I mean, I like everything we watched. Aliens. RoboCop, two. <laughs> <laughs> robocop 2 1989 <laughs> or 90 i'm not sure when it was made a lot of people never watched that one they're like i've never seen robocop 2 hmm.
4: and there was a robocop 3 wasn't there yeah yeah
3: different actor but he looks different actor yeah.
4: yeah which was the the one that w- was written by frank miller
3: <sighs> i think the first and second one yeah kind of pretty sure at least it's the first one yeah I like the drugs in the second one. Like, I haven't mentioned fucking drugs all day today.
1: <laughs>
3: we got a little a little drug that comes in cassette tapes called Nuke, and oh, it's wow. a Nuke. Little,
4: oh yeah 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 little, isn't it, uh, isn't it like little vials. vials yeah little, little squeeze, squeeze vials,
3: and, vials and, shit. and you just inject it in your squeeze neck, with it in a your, neck. It's your
4: neck right yeah, that's yeah. Funny. what what about like the that. gang of uh, little kids
3: okay. yeah that fucking did yeah. just like that kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and then to, I'm gonna have to, have
3: to edit, edit that name, name out <laughs> yeah V V looked just like that kid
1: oh man Vidal we could say Vidal first name's v- fine uh... <laughs> that's awesome
3: yeah and then was uh, oh they put Kane's head in the in the second robot they put like a serial yeah. killer mm-hmm. in a fully almost an ed 209 yeah well cops gotta it- fight it it's pretty simple but it's a fucking
1: awesome movie you know, I think there's a callback to that in um, Iron Man 2, where Tony Stark's making fun of um, Hammer's attempts at making another, <laughs> like, manned robot. And uh, they do that in Robocop 2, where they show all these attempts at making another Robocop. Yeah. But in Iron Man 2, they do that, too. They show, like, all the failed attempts of making another Iron Man. So it's yeah, kind of like a...
3: Twisted you know, up and broke his yeah.
1: back. <laughs> broke his back oh, yeah. and he's like huh hammer tech like 20 years maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe not maybe not <laughs> but yeah man um dude this was an awesome series to do with you guys i know it was a lot of films that we had to cover yeah and i just wanted to say thank you guys for uh, coming on for that absolutely was, good times a good lot time. of fun
3: yeah you're welcome <laughs> nice <laughs>
1: And shout out to the whole pod squad, man. We finished out the uh No on 15 80s sci-fi series. Uh this was quite a task for everybody, and I'd just like to say thanks again to Oscar, Raul, Efran, uh Ruben who did synopsises, V who did synopsises, Scott, great Scott for uh, being on, of course, as always. And uh thank you for all the listeners. Uh tune in next week. Uh, after you hear this episode and this series and uh, catch some more series coming up from the On 15 outcast for everybody on the show signing off it's seven seas peace out and god bless